that shark's pupils, though. That shark is blazed out He's of his mind. High as fuck. High as a fucking gun. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. And I'm Shaun of the Dead. Due to my morbid curiosity, I've managed to contract a strange disease. <laughs> and tonight on The House That Screams, we are talking about the 1979 Lucio Fulci film, Zombie. We have Crystal. It was his idea, not mine. <laughs> we have Dave. Oh no, never again. Not on the boxcar. <laughs> and we have Erica. Who the fuck goes scuba diving naked? Good question. <laughs> Good We're going to talk about that. Fish. <laughs> so I chose myself as tribute to start out the talk on this one. Um, I'm going to start with how I actually saw this movie in the first place. Um, I have rented as a kid every other zombie film in the video store where my mom worked. And then there was this one. And I was like, that looks kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. I took it home and I was like, wow, okay. I I, I still don't really know how I feel about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just wild. It was every other zombie movie I'd seen at the time, particularly starting out with uh, Romero, which Romero does have a tie in here. But, um, you know, I, I guess it was just, you know, Romero's kind of heavy handed, thick with the story and, you know, the people and stuff. And this movie's just like, yeah, we're not going to bother you with plot or anything like that. <laughs> right. none of that unnecessary stuff yeah. yeah we're just gonna get straight to the gore and what plot there is is not really that great because you know uh, um in italy it's known as zombie 2 z-o-m-b-i 2 and i found out that that was because well and we discussed this when we covered uh dawn of the dead years ago because we're three years um yeah because it was in the first year we did dawn of the dead and uh, obviously Argento, we know, uh, helped with that. And so it was released in Italy in 1978 as Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I. So this, uh, to uh, cash in on that success, they were like, uh, so this is Zombie 2. But this story in here in, in, in Zombie is actually, the writers were trying to get back to like the roots of traditional zombies now here's where it gets confusing and this is just the first part of confusing so traditional zombies you know are you know it's a very specific haitian voodoo thing and they're all magic based faith based mm -hmm. 
but we, so we have a little bit of that by taking it to like island roots and different stuff like that, but it, it still spreads through infection. Anybody else? Yeah. That's not how zombieism works in in the traditional sense of like, you know, magic and voodoo. They want it in both ways. Yeah. So kind of, we get both. So if you're going in there for either reason, you're going to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I really honestly did think that this was supposed to be a sequel to Dawn of the Dead, even though Day of the Dead existed for me because that came out when I was like five. Um, you know, I was like, wait, but this is like an offshoot of Dawn, but it's not. No. Not at all. It was just a cash grab. And a lot of people still believe that to this yeah, day. Yeah, but it's, it has nothing to do with yeah. it um and we got a lot of like really innovative zombie shit in this um which i know we're going to tap into so I'll, I'll i'll step back on that but i just wanted to point out you know how i came to this movie and um i i do like the, the concept of going old school and talking about you know um black magic voodoo zombies but then it that falls apart and well, they're just regular zombies or something it's a it's a voodoo curse, but yet it's very medical. <laughs> I don't understand. So yeah, um, I'll hop in real quick. Uh, I this was a video video store rental for me, and this was not. I wasn't seeking out uh, Italian horror specifically. This was a straight up, you know, just rented off the cover art. Um, I had always, I'd seen this cover art time and time again, was always intrigued by it and decided to pick it up. And I was maybe 13 or 14. So that would have been 93, 94. And uh, this is one of those movies that are kind of flipped from some of the other movies we watched where I like this more as an adult than I did Mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, You know, there were two things about this film that I liked as a kid. And that was the fact that there were boobs in it and it was gory (laughs) and you know, I enjoyed that now that I'm older, I, you know, I've learned more about Fulci. I've seen more of his films. I've gotten more respect for, you know, Italian horror in general. And I actually enjoy this movie more now plot. Absolutely not. Uh, But (laughs) it's fun. And, you know, and that's the thing with some of these, like, uh, tr- I guess you could say like trashier movies <laughs> is that there's a lot of fun to them. You know, we can sit here and we, we can watch it and the, the parts that are kind of slogs, which really like the first hour of this movie, the setup is, you know, it's kind of slow, perfect opportunity to riff on this film. Uh, Candy and I did that quite a bit, but then you get into that last 45 minutes of the film and that's where all the the gore takes place that's where all the action takes place you know you've got the iconic zombie versus shark you've got you know the splinter in the eye you've got i mean some really exquisite gore shots in this um even some of the just the squib headshots uh when he's shooting when they're wrapped up in the in the sheets mm-hmm. and shoot him in the head you know i mean it, it turns out really well um, did not know about the tie-in or supposed tie-in with Dawn of the Dead until I was much mm-hmm. older. Um, and this film has n- absolutely nothing to do with Dawn of the Dead. Absolutely nothing. 
Um, so anybody that, that watches this and still for some reason thinks that it was attempting to be a sequel, you're dumb. Um, sorry, I'm just going to call you out right now. Um, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is, in my opinion, the superior film. Um, but I think this, for an Italian horror film, I think this this brings a lot to the table. Definitely. Uh, so for me, this one, when it when it when I saw it on the video uh, rental place shelves, the uh, the box art caught my eye too. It's because it really is an epic, and the poster too. We had that place in my hometown called Collectors World, which sold movie collectibles, posters, and stuff. And I remember the poster was just epic. It was just that that toothy cemetery zombie, and just underneath it said, "We are going to eat you." It's just the perfect yeah. tagline yes. for a zombie movie. I always loved that. So before I got uh, too familiar with Dawn. I think I held these two sort of an equal esteem in my mind. I'd seen them both a couple of times. As the years have gone on, Dawn is, you know, I could watch Dawn every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't go back to this one very often. But when I do, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this one not being so bad. It's 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 very Italian um, uh, in that and the, the dubbing's not great. Um, and the characters are just like, that's the thing that Dawn has over this is the character development. You, you really get to know all four of those characters in the mall. And here it's like, they're just, they're just, uh, except the reporter guy, he's apparently, he, he, he's given some good lines. Like he's supposed to be a little bit sassy and, uh, you know, it doesn't play by the rules kind of reporter. Um, but I, it was nice watching this one again. I hadn't seen it in a few years and the, it, it, it holds up still. It's always sad when um, you see a movie that, is featured in New York City from back then, and you see the Twin Towers. It's like, oh, yeah. It makes me it always makes me a little sad to yeah. see the Twin Towers there. First thing that stood out on this this latest rewatch, I was like, oh shit. And, and then this is seventy nine, so they had only been up for a couple of years. I when were they completed in seventy two or something? Mm-hmm. I don't been up for a couple of years, but I do like this movie. Yeah, like I said, it's not. I don't watch it all the time like I do with Dawn. I literally, I'll put Dawn on when I go to bed just to have it on in the background while I sleep. And th- this one, I this one I don't. Uh, I like the music. I like the music, um, particularly during oh, the zombie attacks. That slow pulsing music, and very cre- very creepy. And I love the uh, the island music that they put in during the uh, the uh, less frightening island scenes. It sounds like someone just pressed the demo button on a Casio keyboard. It's just this is generic <laughs> yeah. electronic island music, but yeah. It's still, it's really still, it's bad still kind of a song on the boat at the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, turn oh. it off. So, so bad. But that's, that's still, I still, I do still love it. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> so, the first time I saw this was when we watched it the other day. I had never seen this before. Um, and David was so excited that instead of watching it like last night, Sunday, he was like, we're watching it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and uh, you, you know, if you can find the plot in this, you can find the plot in Magic Mike. Okay, <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm going for here. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how the Schooner made it through uh, into New York City and how it's just floating there, and nobody's like, "Where the fuck did the Schooner come from?" <laughs> um, just you know, Cat and Jack Sparrows just floating around New York somewhere. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it once the action started, like, you know, we, we had, we had to have some action. Um, but other than that, it was like a titty fest. So, you but, know, this or Magic Mike, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> Not nude scuba diving. 
<laughs> so many unsafe practices in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a knockoff Pharaoh in this movie, too. You have Mia Pharaoh's sister. Well, yeah. she was yep. known for doing Italian horror at the time, Tisa. She mm-hmm. did Anthropophagus, which was done originally as the Grim Reaper, but I think it was last season Joe Bob did the Anthropophagus version. And yeah, so she did these really a lot of Italian horror, basically. Yeah, it, it, it you know, this one, the, the police look like the village people version of the police. <laughs> Which is hilarious because they were actually off-duty NYPD. They went to a Halloween <laughs> store and got them YMCA village people. Uh, and then they got on the boat to sink in the Navy. That's what they were doing. Off-duty. Off-duty. <laughs> it, you know, it was different. The medical stuff in this one, I, you know, I'm at a loss. And I'm really trying to figure out the dubbing. I think it sounds like one person dubbed the whole thing, but they tried to make this black guy sound like he was jive talking and stuff. And I'm like, right. that's the racist, <laughs> yeah, that y'all. That's, that's probably one of the most typical things for these Italian films. But one of the things yeah. that I find so endearing is that you always have yeah. the same five people that narrate. So yeah, you start to recognize voices. Yeah, yeah, you start to recognize right. certain certain you know voices that that these people are using it's so funny i'm sitting here i'm like whoa we we got a brother on screen (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that that's my take on it hot take (laughs) all right erica i speak judge (laughs) 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 Um, yeah this is uh one that i first saw uh vhs from a mom and pop video store that had a lot of um yeah, a lot of horror films, a lot of exploitation films. So that was kind of my home away from home in terms of uh, video rentals. Uh, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie when I first saw it, and I enjoyed rewatching it. Uh, which isn't to say that it isn't ridiculous and that the plot is paper thin. But I mean, I don't think anyone watches a full G horror film expecting a cohesive plot. Or right. or really great character development or any of those elements. It's like eh, there are, there are other um, charming things about his films. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, his films. This film in particular. This is not for people who are fans of like the Scream franchise. You right. know, if, you, if you're coming it's into not. this like like looking for something like comprehensive and and thought provoking, <laughs> you've come to the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we come yeah. here for gore. We come here to have fun and 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 make fun. Well, you know, that's the, that's the thing I enjoy about that, it. Erica. <laughs> What's that, Candy? Because I was saying um, just the other day, I'm like, we don't watch these for the plot, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. No. If you can find a plot, good for you, but it's yeah. probably not worth all the looking. Yeah, and, yeah, and what that. and what <laughs> plot there is, it's just riddled with holes. Mm. And, and it's just going to get dropped anyway once the action starts. It's going right. to like, wasn't there a story matter. in this movie a minute ago? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I, I do think that the thing that I find the most annoying, Candy and I were joking about this before we got on, is that you have these these characters. And Dave, like you said, they don't flush the characters out very well. But like in the heat of the moment, and think about all the other horror movies we've watched that we've run into. Um this scenario the heat of the moment shit gets hot and heavy 
normal people like you and me, we would run. Mm-hmm. Or not they, set the building we were in on fire. They just stand and <laughs> stare. Um, <laughs> some of yeah. them choose to just make out. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's hilarious, but it's, you know, it's it's also one of those things that kind of throws you out of the moment. It's like, wait a minute, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, especially the women in this. When they see a zombie, they immediately just stand still and stare at it for, you know, 80 seconds. Right. It's obviously coming to rip your throat. My homegirl over here would have never gotten a splinter in the eye if she'd, like, maybe moved away from the fucking door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I guess that was hard. Or Susan in the cemetery. I mean, good. How long did that zombie come at her before? Like, are you going to just stand there? Yeah, that's yeah. Flight, or fight. flight or fight was broken. Yeah, yeah. and so like yeah. when, they're, when they're burning down the like hospital type area, um, chapelish place, and they're inside of it, and like you know that fire steals oxygen. Like they had to be out of their fucking minds, literally. From mm-hmm. like their oxygen being eaten up, and they're just like keep throwing them, keep throwing. Them. Like I would have fucking thrown a couple and left out the back door if there was a back door, and there was. But I'm like, you guys just waited till you were about on fire yourselves. You're yeah. Fucking <laughs> and like four people go down there. It's like I'm not gonna leave. No, I'm. St- I'm. This is it. This is the last defense we have. I'm like running is a good option. And that the great thing about that scene with the Molotov cocktails is every time they throw a new one, it looks like it's the first one they've thrown. Yeah. And then it's like all the fire are dissipates. In, are in the area. Right. Yeah. You can tell they're being careful with their fire stunts, except for with the actors, the you know, the the, the non-zombie actors. But the yeah. rest of them they're like, no, we don't want you guys on fire too much. I can't say anything. That's how I threw Molotov cocktails in Left for Dead. So <laughs> oh I wasn't yeah. hitting shit. Yeah, how many times you catch me on fire? <laughs> Every single so yeah, I gave up A with lot. those things. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly fire. Yeah. Or like like think of Call of Duty every time I try to throw a grenade out the window and it bounce back and <laughs> it bounces back. Blow me up. <laughs> Fuck. And also uh, I think the zombies in this one are almost too slow. I, I think yeah. uh, in the, in the Romero films and Dawn at least they're this one they're just so slow. It's just they're just in no big hurry at all to get to the yeah. snack. I guess like the definition of no one knows how to run. Yeah, and I think they tried to. Yeah. He, they, he, uh, uh, Fulci tried to make them more like the traditional uh, voodoo zombies with the heads down and the really slow mm. shamble. But it was like, oh my god, they're so slow. Yeah, yeah. do something. Yeah. 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 I would have just sprinted by. Yeah. I, you know, I think <laughs> when you get into that conversation of like slow moving versus fast moving, like the only thing to me that makes a because sl- I prefer the slower moving zombies, the shambling, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's just from Night Living Dead. But it's the only thing that makes the slower zombies terrifying to me is when there's a shit ton of them. Yeah. Right. If you show me one or two like like shambling zombies, no big deal. But you show me like a hundred, two hundred, like coming towards me, like that's fucking horrifying. And you know when when they're on this beach and you've got two or three of them kind of just, I mean they're not even shambling; they're like tiptoeing. Be right there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah when the first when the first guy popped up in the boat. The- the woman's dad I looked at David. I was like, "Time for him to go to bed." Yeah, <laughs> it did look like George Johnson. That's a big old boy right there. Yeah, <laughs> <It was> a boy. 
And kind of, <laughs> kind of upsetting that it just took a, a shot or two to the chest and he was out for a swim. And then he falls into the Hudson. And I was thinking of all the diseases he was going to catch from the Hudson river water. <laughs> <laughs> did you, yeah. did you see the trivia about, about his character that when they were in New York, he went into, uh, um, CBGB's. CBGB's and this was during the punk Before. era and <laughs> nobody even paid attention to him like he was, yeah of uh, course not no but he just fit probably, right in yeah they were probably tripping on acid and was like yeah, yeah. that or no <laughs> man i would i would give i would give one of my limbs to be able to go back in time and go to cbgb's during that era during the blondie ramones yep velvet we, underground during that era God. Candy and I've talked about that. Yeah. Now it's uh, now great. I don't know. It's probably it's probably a Starbucks or something. It was a little before my time. Also, yeah. when I was an infant, it was not happening for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I wish we could go back to that era. Oh yeah. At least there's some really pretty scenery in this this movie. I'm not talking about the nipples that are sunburned. Um, <laughs> they, they, you know, they were in the Dominican Republic, which. You know, I have been to, and it's beautiful, but, man, I'm... The water's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's very crystal clear. I, for some reason, I don't know why, I was trying to pay attention, and for some reason thought they were in Mexico, and I'm like, David, this isn't making sense why they're in Mexico. Well, I, like, I knew that they were not speaking in Mexico. Spanish, but I didn't quite <laughs> know where they were, and I'm like, well, they're speaking Spanish, so it's not, you know, I, I don't know. I was trying to, like, figure it out before I looked it up. But yeah, like yeah, because that that does kind of throw you for a loop because they're talking voodoo, mm-hmm. and voodoo is more of like a Haitian mm-hmm. Caribbean thing, and yeah. you know we know like you know Mexico and and South America is predominantly Catholic, right? And so yeah, it kind of well, threw me for a loop. Like Catholic where is this? Gestures. Huh? They did some Catholic gestures, right? Yeah, and so they it's did. like where is this voodoo influence coming <laughs> from? And it's I like I told Candy I said it's kind of interesting like the route he was taking with like the voodoo thing because you know from watching like night of the living dead like they don't you don't really get a whole lot of backstory you get like a a hint of you know a a possible uh satellite from venus yeah the venus probe yeah and so you don't so you don't know if it's could be radiation or alien or you know whatever it's just it's just thrown in there and so i feel like in this one they're trying to give it some sort of an origin story but it just like everything else doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. and it gets dropped and it gets dropped immediately anyway i think right. lucas i think lucas the doctor's assistant does something gives one little riff about voodoo or the, the, there's some witch doctor apparently doing it but like you said but then like candy said that it's also a disease it's spread by bites so you know yeah. I mean, I'm all, either way, I'm fine. Your, but your genres and the here. drums, they got the voodoo drums playing in the background as the zombies are coming up, and that's just yeah. like for effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's if okay. you're looking, you know what? I don't need, I don't need story. I don't need story. <laughs> yeah. If you're it's looking for voodoo movie, zombies, we don't really need the plot, do we? Yeah. Well, when you watch Zombie Nightmare, <laughs> if you're looking for rock zombies, <laughs> if you're looking for voodoo zombies, go for Serpent in the Rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. True. But then when Much you watch more. this and, and you realize how good Romero was at making you care about his characters. Yeah. Uh, and so that's sorely missing here. But again, you know. His greatest gift, Romero's mm-hmm. greatest gift was that. Yeah, making you make them interesting. Yeah. And, and, and unique. And, uh, and, and although Lucas does rip off the whole 
when there's no more room in hell line. He says it a little differently. Mm-hmm. But then my father used to say something when the dead walked, but it's like, oh boy, they're just they're yeah. right. Riffing it at that point. Yeah. Slight, slightly plagiarized. Just just slightly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't if you're... know if any of you have ever seen the Argento cut of Dawn of the Dead, but it is way pared down. A lot of the gold. Yeah, I don't I don't like it as much. I don't it like it it, it I, loses I too much it, of what I like. I don't care for it. It's just like as a collector, I had to have it. Yeah, yeah. You did. Set with like all of them. Like it was a because we haven't had a proper Blu-ray release here in the States, so it's a German one. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just not as good. But then they it did so well, not only here, but over there in Europe. So they were like, this, this script was already in development for a zombie. And they're just like, well, we're going to make it a little, you know, so you can tell what parts of the story has sort of changed or, you know, or they're just like, we're just going to change a line and leave everything else the same or something. Like they're really trying to cash in on that by making it zombie too, but it really has nothing to do with it. But you know, just like the possibility, people are going to go and watch this just because they liked zombie, like zombie Z O M B I, Dawn of the Dead. Like, and then you see this, and it's like, wait, what the fuck? I think I just got screwed over. Yeah, <laughs> wait, I mean, it's who's this? If you know any similarities that you do see with Dawn of the Dead, I mean. You can take it as one of two ways. Either they're they know that this is going to be eventually uh, landing in you know an American audience, so we want to do some things that are going to sell. That's the whole reason they have the New York shots anyway. You know those those right, were tacked, those were those were tacked on last minute. Yeah. Um, you know, hmm. or you can look at it as you know they saw Dawn of the Dead and they were like, "This is good." You know, this is an inspiration. We need to to do something like this. And either one I'm cool with. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And you can tell that these movies, uh, you know, particularly this time period for Fulci were just, you know, made minimal budget, shot in a couple of days just to mass market, um, try and get in on that American audience as well as see what it can do in Europe. But... You know, they don't have, you know, not that uh, Romero made a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't, he had to shoot movies pretty quickly, but there's still like a cut above this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I actually like Fulci and I've said this for a long time and now we're finally this season doing his movies, but I, I actually just really like this movie. I'm not mad at what it is. I'm not mad at what it isn't. It's pretty direct. We have some of the most iconic I'm not trying to be funny this time. Iconic scenes in this, like the zombie versus shark. And I wanted to talk about behind that scene. You know, that they, you know, the the shark had a trainer and they dumped the shark. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not okay with this. This is, you know, before people were a lot more about treating animals fairly on sets, but they put a bunch of sedatives into the shark so the guy could, you know, uh, the zombie could wrestle with it. But they didn't know if they worked. Because they've never sedated a shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> medication. Like, hoping that one of the most dangerous sharks in the world, a tiger shark, is that's not going to attack. And I'd be like, that's a lot of fucking faith, man. Yeah. Which <laughs> it, which is funny because the person who was originally supposed to do the, su- the stunt, they were sick that day. 
And so the sick. trainer had to do it. Right, exactly. That was the first thing I thought of when I read it. I was like, yeah, sick. That'd be me. Um, Yeah, not feeling up to it today, boss. Sorry. I just love thinking of Fulci behind the camera. And they're like, all right, so the shark is sedated. And the trainer's like, yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll find out. Uh, Action. <laughs> oh, sure. Get in there. Yeah, this he is. He has to stick his hand in the shark's mouth. Yeah. He's trying to bite the shark. You could see that. <laughs> That's but... awesome. This That's is this awesome is like fight. this is some total like Ed Wood stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> like like we don't it know if it's sedated like or not. Action. <laughs> Good luck. But and and I don't <laughs> sedated. Well, it looks on you know it just matters how you look at it. I guess. Yeah. Um, before before we had gotten on here, uh, we had shown uh, Ashton, our son, who just turned sixteen. By the way. Um, yesterday. Happy had, birthday. We had just shown him the zombie versus shark scene and I'm sitting here watching it and and it didn't dawn on me until now and maybe I'm wrong but it doesn't look like the shark had any teeth so it I don't didn't. know huh it didn't it didn't oh okay well then that makes okay. that that would make it a little bit easier I have the lassophobia so I don't fuck with that shit yeah but still that shark it, it's a fucking shark. Yeah, it's a shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shark. The, not having teeth would make me feel a little, little less uneasy little about yeah. doing it. But um, well, he's trying to bite the shark, you know. And I was yeah. Like, oh, oh. Now, yeah, now, now, pick that, that shark off with that nonsense. I felt right. bad for the shark, honestly. And, yeah. and as, as iconic as that scene is and as unique as it is because you know i mean i can't think of anywhere else i've seen a zombie versus shark uh attack but they Only cut Fulci. they cut it really fucked up and there are mm -hmm. scenes if you go back and watch it again if you didn't catch it yet there are scenes during that wrestling match when he's wrestling the shark before he's had his arm bit off where it actually shows him with the arm bit off yeah. yeah, and then in the next shot, it shows him with both of his arms, and then it goes back to him not having the arm, and then he gets the arm bit off. So it was yeah, kind of like the fact that they got that shit in a can. A plus, right? Yeah, I'm sure that I'm yeah. sure that's the thought. You but can, you can look at that shark's pupils, though. That shark is blazed <laughs> as high mind. as fuck. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, we still don't know how much sedative that sharks and stuff need, but what they do now on most uh, like animals or fish and, and such is instead of injecting them, they will put the analgesic, the anesthetic, the sedative in the water and put the put the fish in that water instead of just dosing them. If you knew something about that, because I'm like, how does one go about this? <laughs> Back then, I'm sure they were just stabbing just, that shark just wherever. Winging, just winging it. That poor shark. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably near the dorsal fin. Like, was a bunch of shark yeah, how do you yeah. anybody got? I think uh, I read that the uh, trainer, the, the shark trainer and underwater zombie guy worked on, um, what's the James Bond one where Richard Keel fights the shark? Is that Moonraker? Uh, Moonraker. I think I, I read that he was also the, mm -hmm. he did the, he helped out with those underwater scenes and Moonraker. He was like mm -hmm. the guy. Interesting. I don't think Richard Keel got in the tank with a real shark, like, though. I, again, no. I'm afraid yeah. of the ocean, so I'm like, which brings me to my second point. Okay, let's talk about nude scuba diver chick. Now, I've never <laughs> scuba dived because I'm afraid of the ocean. 
like I'll go out to a certain point at an ocean if I can see through the water. But I'm not, I don't snorkel and I don't scuba dive. But I know a lot about scuba diving, which is weird. But like the whole point of a wetsuit, there, you know, there's pressure. There's, you know, you can protect yourself from being scratched on coral reefs and protect you from wildlife because fish like the nibble and whatever critters you run into. And she's just like, yeah, I'm going to do a dime. I want to get some shots. She strips down, not only takes her top off, which is stupid. Because, you know, like the, mm-hmm. you're going down, oh, whatever, water amplifies sunlight, whatever. So she's going down there and then she strips off to the tiniest G-string I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> with like a couple straws up her ass. And she's just like, I like to be nude when I shoot my wildlife. She'd be sharp strength. <laughs> and I'm just like, is she stupid? Yeah. <laughs> but yes. her hair was protected. That perm was protection. Yeah. It yes. was okay. Yeah, she had she had a cover. She had more stuff to wear on her head. But but the, you know you could tell it's obviously we're trying to be overtly sexy because then you know scuba tanks are heavy. Like you have to do weight training. Like if you go on vacation and you have to you're gonna scuba dive, you have to train for get so many hours. Like how many hours it is. Uh, of training sessions before you can go out and dive you're in a pool because you have to get used to how heavy the gear is and she's strapping that thing right between her labia like yeah. oh yeah. Really it's in there I, I felt pain i felt pain yes yes yeah. it's a wonder the clamshell stayed hidden yeah 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 and then she, then she's already sunburnt sunburnt the hell and back nipples yeah, are already probably chafed <laughs> Yeah, you can see all of them have sunburns throughout the movie, and they're in varying states of sunburn, and then they're back again. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's funny, too, the contrast between young me versus old me, because, like I said, young me, when I first watched this, I was like, oh, boobies, great. <laughs> and old, older me, when I watched this, now that I've learned more about scuba diving and things like and safety, you know, water safety and things like that, I'm like, how stupid is she? You know, mm-hmm. not wearing a, a scuba suit. I mean, it's more than just protecting your body. It's, you know, keep your body warm. You know, I mean, there are, there are a lot more dangers in the ocean than just sharks. Right. And zombies. Like, what about if you run into sea urchins over there on the reef? Like, bitch, you are fucked. Right. That, yeah, that or certain jellyfish that are venom. Oh, or, God, yeah. Venomous or, you know, eels. Um mm-hmm. Barracudas. There's a whole lot of things you could run into. Yeah, under the water. But that crab, that crab stole that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love that. This is something so funny about that. Dave <laughs> rewound it for me. I was like, "Was that a fucking crab?" Why? Yeah. I love how I'm watching these zombies walk around, and I'm like, "That's a fucking crab." Yeah. That probably makes somebody a good meal. Some butter. Uh, this uh, scuba diving scene, I imagine like this the uh, costumer, the costumer bring her her costume for the. She was expecting like a wetsuit, and on they bring her like the, the little thong, and here you go, right? Little screen. We're with the crew's waiting for you. Yeah, <laughs> clam inside. Uh, like, like, how much are you paying me for this? Yeah, has the check right. has the check cleared? All right, whatever. Because <laughs> this movie was made for nothing. Yeah, it was probably her own G-string she brought with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at times it really looks like it was made for almost nothing. Like, 
And I, I like how gnarly the zombies look, but also sometimes the makeup can look extremely fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like just flour and water it just kicked up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the one that's underwater, you can see it kind of flaking off of them, kind of cracking uh-huh. and chunking off. And I think he yeah. was one of the better looking zombies. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Besides Tor Johnson, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing with like like some of the zombie makeups. Like, I mean, you know, if you think about like in Dawn of the Dead, like for some of them it was just some like like blue gray and, and that was it, you know, for the fresher zombies or whatever. I could imagine in the late seventies, early eighties, with you know, really all they had to work with was, you know, liquid latex. Um, how difficult that would be to do more action oriented scenes in a full body makeup like that, or at least the right. hands and the in mm-hmm. the face underwater, no less. Um yeah. you know, that could be really, really hard to do. Yeah, um, what probably caused it to break apart underwater is with all of that latex, they probably use like unrolled cotton balls or stuff to build volume or build different places right. up. And then when you get underwater, that those cotton balls are just going to be like, nope, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like now, nowadays, it's a little easier with like silicone based yeah. um, because prosthetics and stuff because it moves a lot easier you know and but latex doesn't it it peels it shreds it it uh-huh. you know falls apart so well, yeah, i can only fact, imagine uh janetta de rossi who did the main gore effects for this movie he was really famous for doing this kind of stuff yeah so you got to think about that like wow he was known for doing these kinds of things and this is what it looked like you know We've come a long way, but I, and, and people shit all over. A lot of people do on Dawn of the Dead. Like, oh, it looks like shit. And, you know, cause Tom Savini, like he didn't like it, but George's like, no, it looks kind of comic bookish. Leave it. You know? So he, he cringes about it and people are like, oh, it looks so bad. I'm like, you know, it's great for you guys all to say this now. Um, all these many, many, many years later, right. but at the time, this was yeah. kind of, I, like that's one of edge. the things I love about that film is that it kind of gives it that comic bookish kind of, ch- mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That like the color of the blood, you mm-hmm. know, it, it Super stands. Because right, he didn't know to mix the green in yet. Right. But it stands out so much. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of the things that I really enjoy about it. So like here, you know, um, it's, it's kind of that thick, uh, pancakey like it's literally like a lot of it's pancake mix mm-hmm. and um and he would rub dirt in it and stuff and you know at the time that was some pretty mm-hmm. hardcore stuff considering like the gore film mm-hmm. is just really hitting its stride at the time so i mean i can't be too mean about it because you know you have to have some balls to be like you know so we're gonna put this splinter through this bitch's eye and we're gonna <laughs> You know, we're going to do all this shit, but we don't know how to do it. Nobody's ever done it. So uh, does it look good? No. But do I appreciate the um, like ingenuity here? Yeah, I do. The concept. And that one zombie, the the the, the cemetery zombie with the snaggle tooth and the worms mm-hmm. nesting in the water, he's as, I, he's as iconic as the airport zombie in Dawn. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's completely iconic. Uh, I, I just remember that poster. So cool. Yeah. When that when the zombie uh underwater popped up and his clothes were all frayed and stuff, it looked like Billy Burcherson from uh Hocus Pocus. 
talking about. <laughs> I was like, wow, you ended up in a weird place. <laughs> and uh, the, the makeup, since, you know, they do the makeup, obviously, while his hair is still dry, he gets underwater and his hair gets wet. And you can see the, the really slime. It made, made me think of that picture of Trump with his hair blown back. And you can just see <laughs> the spray oh, the, tan the, line. Yeah, yeah, just so great. Our <laughs> so, president, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I had that. I had the funniest meme for that too. It was showed him with a with a cartoon cigar in his mouth, like it, like it, it, it like exploded. it had exploded. Yeah, like, that's funny. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I, thought. I was confused on this whole island like hospital thing because it looks like a fucking shack, but this doctor's house was like the best thing you could ever be in. Yeah, that's a, like it's a nice house. Yeah, that house looks like it could be on the ham in the Hamptons or something, but the. But your hospital look like a shack, like Big Bad Wolf's gonna do two puffs and it's gonna blow over. Not to mention our good doctor who's slapping the shit out of his wife, who's correct, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, she gets fucking, you know, splinter through the eye, eaten completely into pieces. And and then, What's... you know, later on, they're like, How's my wife? And they just stare at him. Right. <laughs> do you no, want to like, tell him? Wait, do you want to tell him? Was Fulci a little slapped around and said nobody could come talk to her. Well, she she's all fucked up. She's dead. She's all messed up. Did Fulci have a little bit of a problem with women? <laughs> uh, have you seen any? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah. died the most horrible deaths, and they just well, stand I, there. And I scream. think that that's I feel like name. yeah. I was about to say I feel like that's more of an Italian yeah horror yeah. you know giallo thing because we you saw that a lot when we did uh, Tenebrae. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, but he's got a problem with eyes. I know that he fucking hates <laughs> eyeballs. He's smart because they're so vulnerable. They're so vulnerable about their eyes. They're a very vulnerable part of our bodies. Yeah. So how do you gross people out the most? And this came, this movie, when you went to see it, they give you a bark bag, which is so badass. Yeah. Because <laughs> that shit, that kind of like, uh, what do they call it? What was uh, William Castle pioneered that stuff? Yeah, Castle yeah. pioneered it, but they had a, a name for it. Uh, hullabaloo or no that's not that great or maybe it they had a name for it anyway so you know so he's like cashing in on that but like i don't know i i think he was on to something with that you know maybe realize like we did don't torture a duckling that movie had a plot and it was good and it was so i think it's his best movie but i have a lot more fun with these kinds of movies but yeah you're going to run into the misogyny you're going to run into that one we're talking about a completely different culture, but then again, look at the country we fucking live in. Yeah. I talked about 15 different things in one thought. No, I'm trying to find that word. I know what you're talking about. And I'm trying to find it. Now, is that, is that, do you think that's in line? Like the barf bag thing, uh, the same as like, what was it in the fifties when they were like, you know, yeah, so sign this life insurance policy and right. The house on Hunt Hill again. Yeah. Yeah, that seems very William Castle-ish. Yeah. So he was going for the gross out, as Stephen King says it, and I like that. I can I can respect that. Yeah. Ambulances will be waiting outside this movie theater. If you die of fright, <laughs> your funeral is free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, or they give you the, the free coffin or yeah. stuff like that. That, that, yeah, that was Castle, Streaming School that did that. William Castle was the king of that, that stuff. That that? <laughs> Feels like it was AIP. Probably, yeah. Another idiot production. 
that's funny. William Castle put those the the, um, the dither motors underneath the theater seats in the Tingler. The Tingler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that's pretty, I, I think that's fucking awesome. I would have yeah. loved to have been able to go and just experience that. And the movie's terrible, but it would have been fun. Oh, no, know? I love the Tingler. I love that movie. You know, <laughs> you probably would have gotten sat in a seat that didn't have the Tingler under it. <laughs> that would yeah. be my fucking luck. Yeah, yeah that would be my luck. Because, so like, it, um, during House on Haunted Hill, they would push the skeleton the skeleton. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love that kind of stuff. My luck, yeah, I'd get so the like chair with like, like the ultra tingler. <laughs> so of course it was. It became a um, you know one of the video nasties. Oh yeah. But when I rented it, I knew nothing really about it except for maybe a possible connection to Dawn of the Dead. So it was just sort of like I found all this later, and I was like, "That's pretty fun. I like that." Yeah. <laughs> get behind that. Yeah, that's. So it. I like the misogyny. No, but if I didn't like, if I couldn't like hang with it or deconstruct it. I couldn't like horror. Yeah. That's and that's what I, I find fun about us covering these older films, especially the foreign films, is because usually when I see them or when I saw them the first time, it was so long ago we didn't have the internet. I didn't have IMDB. I couldn't just look up facts about the movie. I go to the central library and check out books. I have this stack of books. Right. But I mean like, you know, I knew nothing about this film when I saw it when I was thirteen. And, you know, didn't revisit it for a long time. But then once, you know, we got access to all of this trivia and all of this interesting, you know, behind the scenes information and I find out all this stuff, it's so intriguing to me. That's why, that's why I love covering these films. Uh, you know, all, all you had to go off of was the box, was the, was the VHS box in the blockbuster, or whatever it said on the box. Right, or, or whatever yeah. brief information I could get out of, like, a Fangoria magazine when I was, like, 14, you know? But it was mm -hmm. really rare if they that they would talk a lot about foreign films. You may see it mentioned, you know, and, like, maybe a brief description about the film, but not anything behind the scenes or, you know, about mm -hmm. the director it took this one way too long to push this door closed, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just split his fingers off. Just let's go. Yeah. A lot of people do things way too slowly or, or not at all like that cemetery attack. How to run. About earlier. Yeah. Just right. stare, just stare at the zombie that's coming at you. Like, what the fuck, lady? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's I like I could like this i can see like you know this idea of like you know well it's gonna take her you know two minutes to get this door closed so we're gonna do that because that's gonna like elicit some sort of suspense right mm -hmm. that that she just can't get this door closed i mean you don't even see his fingers come through the door for a good 30 45 seconds that right. door's just stuck on something she just can't figure it out and then once she gets it locked and she goes to start pushing the uh what is that like a credenza or you know yeah. whatever, whatever it is she's trying to push in front of the door and she can barely move it and so that takes forever for her to get it over there but then you know again <laughs> like i think i could speak for all of us that once we got that in front of the door we'd back the fuck away maybe yeah. try to yeah. find a window <laughs> to crawl out of but she just kind of sits there knowing that the half that door is already broken open you know and no surprise, you know, here here comes the hand and gets a, a fistful of hair and 
she gets introduced <laughs> to that splinter. <laughs> which yes, that seems on right now. Yeah. Mm, I love it. I love it. It was that was probably one of the first scene. That scene and the scene in in Dawn of the Dead um with the uh when the lady gets part of her shoulder bitten. Oh yeah, oh, Mikalito. Yeah, Mikalito, yeah, takes a chomp out of the probably They have a couple scenes like Mikalito in this this one where they're yeah. like just tearing off flesh. Tearing off chunks, yeah. And but it's those two scenes that really that I can remember that made me cringe the most when I first saw them. Yeah, and, that scene in Dawn is very cringeworthy. Yeah, it's a tough like you matter. like you said, Dave, the the eyeball is super vul- vulnerable, and to sit there and watch it slowly like that, he does this neat thing with the with the camera, where it shows her eyes, then it shows the splinter, then it shows the eye, <laughs> and then it shows the splinter, and then you get the side view, and then you yeah. then it switches to the you know to the fake head. And then you see the splinter just slowly start piercing the eye. He does the same effect in um, um, City of the Living Dead with the uh, the drill, and the guy's the guy's head is on like the the drill press, and it's showing the drill, and then it shows his head, and then it shows drill, and it shows the the head, and it's like you see the drills getting closer and closer, and you can't quite figure out when it is that he switches to the to the prosthetic head mm-hmm. because at one point, like you see it connect with the real head, you see the drill bit connect with the real head, but then the camera like flashes away and then it flashes back and you see the real head again, but the drill bits like halfway. So they had cut the drill, but I, it's just, you know, it's that smoke and mirrors that mm-hmm. they use. And yeah, Oh, it's just the hit, getting that splinter in the eye is just so. The only thing that takes me out of that scene is her screams, because once she gets that splinter in her eye, her screams get like super deep, and it's <laughs> and it was I was kind of like oh oh okay, <laughs> super guttural yeah yeah yeah. I think the mannequin might would have passed if they would not have sprayed it with so much. Um, where they where it's supposed to look like sweat. Yeah. I think it would have passed better if it didn't have that many droplets on it. Yeah, because it Cause like when I beads think happened, up. I was dying laughing. And I was like, David, that that that's a mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause when they spray because you can tell it's latex and they right. sprayed when they sprayed the water on there, it, the way the way it beads up on that latex. Yeah, sanhydrous. Yeah. Does not look real. That's so funny. I like how this doctor is also shooting these bodies wrapped up, but he mm-hmm. shoots it and looks away as he's shooting it and looks right. back like, did I get it? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's if I good. don't look, it didn't happen. If I didn't look, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't prove anything. I like how the nurse is just, she's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. The, this. The scene where it shows him with those those wrapped up bodies again with Dawn of the Dead makes me think of the basement of the apartment. Yeah. They have all those, yeah, those zombies wrapped up in the sheets and they got to go down there and, and kill them. Right. And the priest is like, I've already given them last rites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this was weird, though. I'm still trying to get out of the fact the damn hospital was a hut. <laughs> <laughs> Like I know in these underprivileged countries and, and Caribbean countries, because you know I've worked there, but they're they're less than 
there, there are lesser facilities than what we have here. We're lucky to have what we do have, but none of them are fucking huts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's just kind of insulting. Well, and and not only that, there was so much ammunition in that damn place. Oh well, that's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep the chambers full. Yeah. I do like this instead of just trying to bury one individually. They're like, no, nope, we're just going to dump them in a pit. Maybe, maybe kind of think of Monty Python, you know, bring out your dead. These poor, these poor mannequins. You can tell it was a mannequin. <laughs> yeah. Wrapped in that stuff. But the water's pretty. You know, the one thing that this movie did get right was at the end when they're back in the boat and the like they pop on the news or pop on a radio or whatever and they actually listen to what is saying. Now I'm really confused that they're down in the Dominican Republic and they just happen to have a New York radio station pop right. up. Right. And yeah. it's telling all about New York. And so you kind of get this weird thing of, you know, well, do we just stay here and eliminate off this island or do we yeah. go to another island or do we try to go back to New York and, you know, yeah, all of that, all of that stuff. But, and then you, and then you get the, that ending shot in New York on the bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the cars underneath are just like, fuck y'all. Listen, yeah. It's a Monday and we got to get to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's, that's all budgetary stuff. You know, because yeah. they couldn't afford to to close down the whole bridge, but it does definitely take you out of the moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they had uh, apparently filmed a, a scene where that showed the zombies coming out of the water in mm-hmm. like New in New York <laughs> Harbor, and they never actually used it. Now, my opinion, I think that would have been much more effective. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if maybe they were just going for like um, using the the Brooklyn Bridge as you know because it's an iconic bridge. But I, me personally, I could have done without that. I would have much rather seen a shit ton of zombies coming out of the water. Yeah, zombos, yeah. zombos rise. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, because you would have to think that all the bodies floating around there in the river. Got yeah. snacked on, and that's how they became zombies, even though mm-hmm. they were already dead. <laughs> I did snack, read. Snack. I did read something funny where um, I guess there was some confusion. Some people thought that all of the zombies were played by one man because it was it was, I was him. And see something about that. There were there were some brothers that played as the <laughs> zombies, and a bunch of them like once the they got the makeup on them, they looked very similar. Um. <laughs> Those poor brothers. Were you guys talking about the scene where they're walking across the bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was talking about how like, you know, not to freeze on camera. Like, oh like, yeah, it was so cold. Right, yeah. Underneath it, they were like, "Fuck this! We it's Monday, and we got to get to work." <laughs> yeah. Well, they couldn't like, afford with the low budget of the film to like close the bridge down yeah so they're just like we'll just do this it's fine. wasn't there supposed to be a scene where you see him coming out of the water yeah, yeah that's what we were yeah. just talking about uh, yeah, yeah that, Which, that, that would have been so great that's what i said it would have been back. much more effective i think than seeing him go across the bridge but i, I like yeah. i told them i figured they had chosen the bridge just because it's an iconic you know location it is a great shot 
It is. It is. Um, but yeah, Candy, you were talking about it was so cold that day when they filmed it that they had to try not to shiver on camera. And I think I also read that they had put ammonia in the and so they would spit after and, every and it day. would get in their mouth and so they'd have to spit because oh, the ammonia it. would get into their mouth. Oh jeez, oh, that's disgusting. That's poor people. Yeah, yeah we use ammonia so as smelling salts from the water. Yeah, and there were there were such sticklers with the pay. They were paying the extras forty dollars a day, and Stable. he would staple the two twenties <laughs> together so that none of them got overpaid. <laughs> Wow, and, and I like how Fulci was directing, because um, you know Fulci didn't speak any English; he only knew like a couple words. Yeah. So he would basically direct everybody like, uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we know, like, when we've talked about like giallo and Italian horror in the past, that everybody spoke their own language. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I thought, like, oh, some people are dubbed better than others, but mm -hmm. no, it's just, they were actually speaking English and it lined up because they spoke it, but, like, then, because we have Fulci in a cameo here, mm -hmm. and, you know, he, it's like, why didn't they dub him very well? Well, you know, older, I mean, it's like, oh, well, they, sometimes you had up to three or four different languages on these sets yeah. um there's always italian and english but sometimes there was a german person or whatever right like so i just thought like they were just really bad at dubbing but then sometimes really good no no so can you yeah. imagine directing a film and someone speaking a language that you don't know what the fuck they're saying you just have to trust that they're saying it right you know, like, directing these several english speakers on this movie going yeah i'm assuming that that's what they said yeah. Right. And then hope you get out. <laughs> yep. At the end. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what film it was when you're talking about like them him choreographing the zombies. Was um I, I don't know if we covered it. Maybe it was Return of the Living Dead 2. I was just randomly looking up the, the trivia behind it, but there was a movie where they had a bunch of extras playing zombies and they only sp they they only spent like two minutes with them. Like You'll, wow. you'll walk yeah. like this and you'll hold your hands like this and that's it and i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that maybe that was it well i know something like that was uh how it was with in day of the dead yeah they had like the different tiers of zombies. dollar and a donut dollar and a, god <laughs> that dollar would have been framed on my wall from george oh, yeah <laughs> but like so they had differing like and they would teach them like zombie school like a little bit of like you're gonna walk like this you do this and then you can kind of uh improvise a little bit so like and you get that especially in day you see that like when they all go down into the facility mm. yeah and you get, like, all these different kinds of zombies and then one falls off which that's is, like, my favorite one i was gonna I say that would that. be me <laughs> that would be me because it, 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 i i i would be the i would be the one guy that would fuck that whole shot up and they'd keep it <laughs> God, that's like a treat for me when that guy falls down i'm like yes yeah yes. Yeah, they should have. He should have added that that Tom and Jerry woo. Yeah, <laughs> Wilhelm Will scream. Yeah, yeah. perfect. That's it's like it's a it's as iconic to me as the star the the uh, stormtrooper that hits his head on the <laughs> door. Nice. That would be me if I was a stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah. The one thing they can hit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like how this one dude's wearing a Daily Planet shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, pick something American. 
Stay in the planet. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least this one's not insulting me like the house by the cemetery where they're like, oh, Americans, Maxwell House instant coffee. <laughs> yeah, man. I made coffee. Well, then I yeah, my parents lived on that shit. Blood stains. It doesn't matter what the fuck happened in my house. You made instant fucking coffee. Instant coffee. <laughs> if I had to drink that or swill, I would go with the swill. <laughs> but whenever we watch these movies uh like sean was saying you hear the same voices and i swear the italian ones i hear all i hear is a uh, devil fish yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, of course i'm american i drive a pickup <laughs> we are from europe <laughs> Not, you know, we're gonna have to watch devil fish later yeah <laughs> uh, wasn't devil fish done by lamberto bava I, don't, I, don't I think it, it was. I think we talked about that. Was. Case. We did. We talked about it on our MST 3K episode. Uh, God, such a good one. Is that Rab, Fab, Fab or Rob? <laughs> That's a classic. I didn't know humans could survive without flesh. <laughs> I stick. Endless entertainment for me. Enjoy the sights of my breasts. Every <laughs> <laughs> time goes, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it is a Lamberto Baba movie. That's funny. But I don't know, like, how I feel about... I definitely... I, I And I just added this... I guess people listening are going to know this, too. I just added Serpent in the Rainbow because watching oh, this again made me want to think about, like, I actually want to, like, talk about voodoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about that kind of shit. <clears throat> And this is not it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this ain't yeah. It. Serpent in the Rainbow is such a great film, though. Yeah, I would love to talk about that sometime. I yeah. have never um, seen I'm it. Put it on the schedule. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god. I have not. I like my zombies. I like my zombies. Uh, I like the disease zombies more than the voodoo zombies. You like your zombies harder than nightmares. Yeah. Um. I, the voodoo thing. Like I've never seen a white zombie, or I walked I got, like really into voodoo when I was about eleven, and so I they probably have me on a watch list, but I would check out. <laughs> no shit. Because I wanted, oh, I, I like wrote a story based around voodoo, and I was like, this is really interesting. Yeah, um, that never because uh, voodoo's tied back to like mysticism and religion, and that stuff doesn't that's not my thing. But well, yeah, I thought I wish I was armed in a way because you know I I've known I was an atheist since I was in grade school. I was like, but if I want to contend and be able to hold my own in, in defending myself or, you know, a debate or something, I need to know. So I was Yeah, you do. You need to get right. You do need to know. So, you know, no, was, I'm looking forward to like watching Serpent and Rainbow. I've never seen it. It's, it's really good. And yeah. even though you like, uh, you know, maybe you're not as into the like the voodoo zombie aspect, the way they handle it is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Boy, it's a really good Wes Craven flick. I mean, I don't think enough people talk about it. There's kind of a renaissance with it right now. I believe it's on Shutter, but like, it's totally worth your time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it is definitely one of his better films, and it doesn't get the attention it deserves. Really, absolutely. So we're gonna fix that. And Zombie Nightmare, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Ah. Well. Left George a good Romero job in the city. <laughs> Tickle Patrol. Candy, your, your poster behind you reminded me of a scene in this movie yeah. um, where they're on the beach and there's a viewpoint of just palm trees and the beach and they're looking at the ship in the distance and it's just breathing. And I was like, oh, Joe Spinell made a cameo in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did for my quote, just the breathing for that one. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> you breathe. Oh, Joe Spinell. Yeah. Uh, hardly knew you. He was a yes. Yeah. We hardly knew you. Yeah. That's all I could think of. Oh, I'm sorry. That breathing, that's all I could think of was Joe Spinell. I was like, oh, boy. I think Maniac is probably like my third favorite horror movie. And I, that's saying a fucking lot for me. Yeah. No, I love the, the the ending. The maniac is disturbing yeah. as fuck. It was yeah. great. Until the eye opening, and then it pissed me off. Yeah, you could have worried. I, took, yeah, I dropped half a point for that. Just for the eye opening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, but like the last horror show or, or whatever what was that other movie he did with Carolyn Monroe. We could we could totally do that one. Mm-hmm. But funny, you know, we do this show, and I think every episode. We wind up talking about Dawn of the Dead in some, uh, in some, uh, to some extent or another. And I know when we're done recording, we I, I, we have a pizza and go to bed and watch Dawn of the Dead after the show. It makes me want to watch Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, he's watched it at least three times this week. Yeah, I, I put it on all. The- yeah. and, <laughs> and on YouTube, YouTube has a YouTube has a fan edited version called the Extended Mall Hours, which is basically every <laughs> scene. And it's so good. It's it's my favorite. It's like three hours long. It's great. And they get they got most of the goblin music, and it's it's almost every single scene stitched yeah, together correctly. The oh, wow. Really fucking long. Yeah, that's on yeah. the D, that's on the DVD, right? Yeah, that's I think that's like two hours and forty minutes. I think the extended mall hours is three hours long. Hmm. It's a fan edit, but it, but it's done. Right. It's done so well. It's so well done. No. Yeah, I, right. I'm never gonna turn down watching Dawn of the Dead. We we do watch it quite frequently. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's it's my go-to. Uh, I and just... it's hard to not talk about it, especially with this movie, because I, you know, getting into that whole backstory of like, mm-hmm. you know, it did so well that blah blah blah. But we have Argento to thank for that. Now, what's interesting is if you read any bits of like Italian horror history. Um, we've got Fulci and Argento are considered the two biggest rivals, but I really don't think there's a contest and not because I think there's a clear winner. I just think they were better at different things. You know, Argento is your more artsy, highbrow kind of stuff. Great soundtrack. Um, Fulci just goes for the gross out. Like I said, I like to use that from Stephen King. Um, and he's good at what he does. I don't even think they're in the same fucking sport almost. Like right. they don't see why are why are they considered rivals? Yeah. Right. They don't do the same thing. Yeah. You know, because I, I, know, I never understood that that rivalry. They're both Italian and they both make giallo, so therefore well, I mean same, to be fair, Fulci <laughs> made one giallo, but he mostly did Italian horror and gore and Argento was Yeah, much more meat and potatoes. Giallo. Argento was much more stylized and uh, mm-hmm. probably a more competent filmmaker overall. I think, from what I've seen from on the show, I think Argento was a better filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Certainly had more to yeah, say. But he fucking knows that this is fucking problem. He's a dick. Oh, is he? I've never seen him interviewed. Although, you know, yeah, although I'd say if you see his more recent stuff, you might take back the he's a better filmmaker thing. Oh, right. he lost his mojo. That's fair. Oh, it yeah. still lose his groove. It's- yeah, it's very sad actually. Because no, I will really be covering probably it. his last great film um coming up in a couple of weeks with Phenomena. I really love think Phenom- it's probably his last. Now I've never seen that, but exciting. I have never Jennifer seen Jennifer Connelly's in it. I remember seeing Jennifer Connelly's in my favorite movie. 
it's definitely one of my favorites of his and also it's not like it doesn't have the crazy color palette of suspiria so if you were bothered it's, it's by that it's a, not a full I, color palette. i was i got a mind brain from suspiria Phenom phenomena was another one i always saw on the uh, video store shelves and never grabbed mm. i've never seen it either well It'll we'll be, be watching it. it very soon yeah i can't looking forward to it Woo. yeah it's basic well i won't ruin that i'll talk about it when we do it never mind i'm gonna can we talk about fulci's uh later years uh be, well, how sad uh that all is it, it's very very um very unlucky man in a lot of ways uh, health wise yeah. mm -hmm. and I guess he drank uh, a lot. So, oddly enough, being his rival, I wonder who made that up because I don't really think they were rivals. No, but Argento made sure publicity. He care of. Hey, he tried to help him out, paid for his funeral, I think, paid the yeah. funeral. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Tried to give him work at the end, but apparently Fulci was too far gone. Mm. I think, did he basically drink himself to death? He did, yeah. Died of cirrhosis, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched that um, documentary on Shudder. The Fulci for oh. Fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I started it. I need to finish it though. There's a, oh, we need to watch that. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think they probably posted Argento and Fulci as rivals or as competitors, kind of thing, in the same sense of how they did the Backstreet Boys and In Sync, just publicity and just mm -hmm. hey, if I can drive fans to this person or drive fans to that person, then yeah. they get a boost, and they might have been you know overhead in the same studio. Yeah. the studio doing publicity yeah with argento he had his dad produces fucking movies yeah now of course he gets to start out of the gate with more money and better opportunities his dad did everything but Fulci, right no must be nice yeah Fulci had to prove yeah. himself he was the rest mm -hmm. of us yeah right so I never up. thought they were rivals, but yeah, with Phenomena, it's a Fulci palette in an Argento film. Mm -hmm. I mean, that should help you. Yeah. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. I want to say that I have, but I, yeah, I'll find out when we I, watch it. It was something I, used I to saw watch it. a long time ago. Yeah, I, I watch it obsessively. Well, not so much lately, but I used to like watch really? it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. That would that would be one of Erica's picks this month. I mean, and, so. and you said Jennifer Connelly's in that. Uh -huh. yes. She is the uh, she's I the lead. Maybe I haven't yeah. seen it. I uh, know I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Me I'm too. Excited for that, I think you'll all be pleased. Mm -hmm. I think of Jennifer Connelly, and all I can think about is uh, Requiem for a Dream, uh, the most depressing <laughs> film ever made. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then we met. We went the other a couple of weeks ago. We went to that con and met Keith David. And I could just think about all I could think about was that scene, ass to ass. Yeah, is his cakes in that movie because he, he turns around and his whole ass is showing. I'm like, God damn, you can bounce quarters off that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't I? Yeah. In lieu of an autograph, can I bounce a quarter off your ass? I just wanted to invite him to be in my book club, my bedtime book club, so I could listen to him talk and talk me to sleep. Him and Doug Bradley could just read me a fucking yeah. phone book. That's some ASMR <laughs> right there. Bruce Campbell for me, but he'd scream the whole time. He'd talk. He probably would. Yeah, he would talk to him. Like he's, too, <laughs> he's too kinetic. He'd insult you. Yeah. yeah. He's too frenetic. Yeah. He would, he, it would be like, I can't sleep because this man is yelling at me. <laughs> right. 
he's got the best <laughs> line. Keith David's got the best line of the thing. You buy into this voodoo bullshit, Blair? <laughs> so, I have to ask this question. Zombie is Bulgy's most famous film. Probably most successful mm -hmm. film. What do you, how do you feel about that? Like, have you not seen enough Bulgy to make an opinion or... For me, I would say it's probably one of his better films. Obviously, I prefer Don't Torture a Duckling just because it has a plot and it's more of a giallo, which I like those better than straight Italian horror. But I'd say Zombie's a close second. Like, it's, it's pretty solid for me. It's a solid mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, we don't have a plot, but we never really do too much outside of a giallo. So I, I think this is a solid movie. And I don't, the people are stupid and all that, but that's kind of horror movies. <laughs> I think yeah. this movie is is peak bulgy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think honestly, most people would think that. I mean, this is definitely his most iconic uh, piece. Uh, I honestly kind of juggle back and forth between this and City of the Living Dead mm. being my favorite. Um, and you know, for very similar reasons. I mean, just the the gore in, in both are just fucking fantastic. But yeah, I definitely think this is his most well known work. I think uh, "Don't Torture" definitely had more things to say about religion and uh, society in general. Um, mm -hmm. uh, this one doesn't have really. This one really doesn't have any of that at all. But yeah, this is my favorite Fulci film. I haven't, and I'm not. I don't think I've. I haven't seen anywhere near all of his films, but. Yeah, I haven't seen enough to really weigh in. This one came along just at the right time for me. This, as my, you know, interest in zombie films was peaking, this one came along, and so it, it, it was right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I think recently I, I had to over Argento, though. Uh, oh yeah, Bullshit doesn't make you think as much, which is good. Yeah, for me. I would agree with a lot of his films. Like, I do feel like Don't Torture a Duckling is a better film, but this is one of my favorite. One of my favorite favorites of his work um although i mean i found out that there were quite a few of his horror films i hadn't seen so recently i watched uh, a few of them like enigma uh, and um i had seen new york ripper years and years ago but i re-watched it because i forgot most of it and then kind of regretted watching it because that the killer yeah. quack like a duck thing i'm like what oh. the hell am i watching the thing about ducks <laughs> Yeah. That was very odd. Um, and then Manhattan Baby, which was sort of a sequel to that, very odd. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to like New York Ripper, but yeah, the Donald Duck thing. <laughs> and and it's kind of weird for me too because I my like New York Ripper. My dad used to do the Donald Duck voice all the time. Oh no. Oh, no. And so now, you know, so ever since then I've kind of associated that movie with my dad, and that's kind of weird. Yeah, no, I could, I could get that. I mean, I, don't know. I, I do feel like the Donald Duck thing was just a bizarre uh, choice for that film. I would have liked it more without that. Um, but I think my my other like favorite uh, Fulci film is probably The Beyond. Oh yeah, I love that film too. Even even though there's a ton of uh, like plot holes in that too, but mm -hmm. I just expect that at this point. I right. Can't. Lisa, it's it's a brain. lot better than House by the Cemetery, in my opinion. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have a guilty pleasure with House by the Cemetery, but oh my god, it's Bob, isn't it? Bob, it's Bob. 
It's yes, I knew it. It's I knew it. <laughs> but I was gonna. I, I know you spoke of cat in the brain before. What do you? I mean, how? Where does that ring for you, Erica? Um, I've. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I would honestly have to revisit that to make a fair comparison. I like the concept, though. Like, isn't that the one that uh, uh, Fulci joking, jokingly or not so jokingly said that Wes Craven, you know, ripped off his idea with uh, New Nightmare? Well, yeah, because it goes, yeah. it goes because it has that meta uh, element to meta. it. That's yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for like any kind of meta type story, so. And I, I remember thinking it was like a cool movie, but um, I shouldn't say any kind of meta film because I did just see Scream 6 and I have issues with Bless it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I made yeah, we, it kind of an impossible choice. We went to the movies like right up that weekend that Scream opened. I was like, so we could see Scream or Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear for the And weekend. I was not excited to see Cocaine Bear, but when I started watching Cocaine Bear, I was very excited to be seeing Cocaine Bear. We me. had a lot of fun with that. That was... I yeah. laughed so fucking hard the whole time. It, it, and at least, like, the trailer is representative of what you're getting with it, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I liked Scream 6 until I didn't like it, but that's, like, a whole other topic. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> anything, but... I've seen a lot of people, like, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever, and I'm like, I somehow doubt that, but... I felt like yeah. that about Halloween Ends. I liked it until it started, and then I didn't like it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> After but it... going through what I went through with Kills, I didn't even like it before it started. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah but it, it, it gave it me... Suspiciously. It gave me a new appreciation for Kills. So, and yeah. Kills is a piece of shit. Don't get me fucking wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It, it grew on me. Like when I when I saw the uncut version, it it did grow on me. I I'm didn't like, give yeah. it a chance to grow on me at all. I just kept going, <laughs> <laughs> gathering no moss. <laughs> <laughs> not like uh, not like that segment of Creep Show. <laughs> not like not like the Stephen Meteor King. shit. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> His birthday is Sunday. Sean's birthday is Sunday. So I got him this oh, like cool. creep show mug. And it's got like the classic poster. And on the other side, it's got Stephen King with the meteor shit. Yeah. Jordy <laughs> nice. Barrel. So we didn't get a lot of feedback from um, people on this one. And it was all pretty uh, cut and dry. Um, mm. but what feedback we got, I uh, got a couple I'm going to read uh, about Zombie. When I reached out, there. Uh, this shows you how people feel in in two quick, uh, easy lessons. Joel <laughs> Dune says, "An absolute classic and one of the best zombie films of all time. The zombie design, the soundtrack, that ending masterpiece." Kieran at Flying Eyeball says, "A masterpiece, never been equaled." So basically, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> wow! Did we watch the same movie? All right. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's even that out with some shitty reviews. What do you yeah. say, Crystal? Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> like an AT and T commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Shark was going through my head, and I could not get it out. Baby Shark, Baby Shark, Baby Shark, Baby Shark. Oh no! Oh no! It's horrible.
<laughs> so, like always, we're going to start out with the Rotten Tomato scores. Um, the critics gave this 41%, and the audience a little more gener- generous with uh, 69%. Now, <laughs> I, had to, I had to start this off with, with one of the critic reviews because it just tickled my funny bone. Um, <laughs> Chuck O'Leary, he puts uh, uh, a gore bore. Barf bags were handed out to people paying to see this in theaters. No does would have been more appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Yeah. Uh, Finney (laughs) gave this half star. I'm sorry. Call me uncultured or whatever, but I'm so fucking bored. The music is cool. And the scuba diving with tits out was cool. That was the only thing (laughs) I enjoyed. Uh, mm. Um. Let's see, uh, Cree Wank, Cree Wank, that's a name. Um, tell me you're a misogynist without telling me you're a misogynist. <laughs> I'm a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> Mis- Mr. Friendly says, feeling increasingly gaslit by the praise Fulci's films get. <laughs> um. Let's see. Himke with half star. Inward counter, one. <laughs> Boobies counter, four. Shitty Italian movie counter, one. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there, was, there was a hard R inward in this, too. So Yeah. Yeah. There was. No, we um, missed it. I pointed that shit out. David Kirkbride, half star. Right. Well, it was a bit shit. <laughs> Just straight to the point. Um, and then I got two that are, are somewhat long. I'll, uh, I'll try to slug through them. Uh, Darren Bailey with Half Star. The slowest moving zombies in cinematic history collide with some of the dumbest humans in cinematic history. <laughs> Not you, know, wrong. you know what could have saved so many humans from dying? briskly walking away when they saw a zombie. <laughs> Instead, they stand frozen in fear every time and wait an absurdly long time to be bitten. <laughs> there's moment. There's a moment where the bodies of conquistadors, who were only buried a foot down for 400 years, arise and have <laughs> rotting flesh and worms. No, these bodies would be entirely decomposed skeletons, brains and all. True, true. Got a point. Yep, just not not <laughs> enough realism in my zombie movie. Yeah, I found a couple uh, uh, critic reviews that made me laugh. Okay, uh, give me. I got one more, and then I'll let you. I'll let you read. Yeah, it, okay? yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, and this one is from um, the aptly named zombie. This is a one star review. Avoid at all costs. This is not a zombie film. It's a Lucio Fulci film. Fulci will be remembered with the likes of Ed Wood as a truly inept filmmaker, but at least Ed Wood thought he was making original and compelling movies, and although ridiculous, Wood's ideas were mostly his own. Fulci's game was to rip off plot lines. There's no plot. Yeah. (laughs) You're missing the plot. (laughs) That's right. All right, Erica, go for it. Okay, so there were a couple that made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, Marty Mapes from Movie Habits says, Zombies, voodoo, and victims with bad peripheral vision. (laughs) (laughs) True. 
uh, Chuck O'Leary from FullViewDriveIn.com says a gore bore. Barf bags were handed out to people paying to see this in theaters. No dose would have been more appropriate. That's that was the first very first one I read. Oh, you did read that one. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cut out. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and then there's other negative comments that aren't as funny, but you know that's. <laughs> Both of those. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any Roger Ebert in there. I was kind of disappointed. I know. I was. I'm not going to review this like Italian piece of crap. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it flew under his radar or something. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about the same dude that thought it was appropriate to show the movie that they don't want people to see in the goriest scenes of Maniac. I can't. Oh, I know. And they. My ass still burns from that. What the hell? I know didn't that was dox people too. Huh? Didn't he dox somebody? Fucking Betsy Palmer. Yeah. From the first from Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Friday thirteenth. Yeah. My, my my brain is pretty programmed. <laughs> Fail safe. All, All right. right. At this juncture, I guess I must review. I put no thought into this review. I wrote down a number. We'll see. Um. I had uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me for this number, but I'm gonna try and defend it. I guess I'm gonna give this eight out of ten eyeball splinters. Um, I feel like yeah, you might think that's high, but I feel like this movie deserves it. Is it a great movie? No. Is it a fun movie? Yeah, it fucking it's so fun. Even if you're just making fun of absolutely everybody, it's fun. And I, maybe it's because, like, I saw it at such a young age. I went into it thinking, like, it was going to be something different than it was. And I was okay that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, we don't have the the things like, you know, plot or, you know, character development. We're just, you know, we have such, to this day, it is considered one of the best scenes of all time in a horror movie when we get the eyeball splinter. And I'm not yeah. mad about that. I think that's correct. To this day, this movie is exactly as old as I am, so it's going on 44, and it's still there in those lists. So, fuck yeah, that's that's badass. This is how I like my poultry. Shit and goes into an eyeball. I love it. Um, and I'm really weird about my eyes, so that's I, the fact that I love it just shows how like wow they did a great job on this. I was very <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> actually had the sticker from zombie where it, but it was it's the poster where it says it comes with bark bags like this movie is so fun um you know like i said i think it's in spite of the fact that it's just everyone's stupid and you know like i i like it and again it is one of fulci's better films if we're not talking about his early like giallo effort this is you know he knew what he was doing i'm gonna make bad movies with good gore and this is <laughs> this is prime time this is good stuff and nonsensical shit that in every other horror movie they try to justify. Well, of course she's getting naked. She's getting in the shower or this or that. No, she's, she's we don't need an explanation. She scuba dives <laughs> nude. That's all. And it's not trying to blow smoke up your ass about what it is. It's like, yeah, this is just what you're here for this, right? You want to see a zombie fight a shark? You want to see a chick scuba tank with the only the tiniest of G-strings on? Well, here's your movie. Yeah. You know? I'm not mad about that. And and we're in some movies, like, I would be. But I'm not mad here because I knew what the fuck this was. 
and I enjoy it for what it is. So it's it's a good time. It's enjoyable. It brings me joy. Um, yeah, it, it's just really fun. It, the fact that people are stupid makes it more fun for me. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, eight out of ten eyeball splinters. Yep, and I'm right there with you. Eight out of ten uh, labias. <laughs> <laughs> Was that 16? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so uncomfortably. Uncomfortable. I know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, a lot of fun with this. Um, like I said, the slow parts make this film like supremely riffable. And so we yeah. can enjoy ourselves as we watch it. And that helps us get through to the last 45 minutes, which are just extreme chaos. And, you know, it's got some of the best gore. Uh, scenes with the the eyeball gouge. Um, mm -hmm. We get some intestines. Um, you know, it, it's it's fucking great. The uh, humans are absolutely ignorant, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. We can do that. Um, you know, I mean, this he's he's aiming for two things here: boobs and blood. And you know, that's and we also got that, the beast. If we're yeah, filling out our Joe Bob checklist, yeah. And and if that's and that's what sell you know, what was selling at the time. And he was trying to, you know, market this to an American market, um, which he proved by adding in the, the New York shots. And, you know, I think this film is beloved. I think that, you know, there are some huge Fulci fanatics out there, um, but I think, you know, this is his best known work. This is uh, the film that everybody thinks about for the most part, when they think Fulci, and for good reason, you know. I mean, I had a. I thought the soundtrack was great. Uh, I loved some of the. Yeah, yeah. I love. I love the the theme song. I love you know everything about this the the soundtrack and the, you know, some of the shots. The shots were great. The the scenery was fantastic. You know, um, the iconic shark versus zombie. I mean, it's you know the the movie's not perfect. It's definitely got its flaws, but <laughs> it's fun and it's enjoyable and it still holds up. 44 years later. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 labias. <laughs> okay, and, who would like to go next? Uh, I'll, I'll be quick. Yeah, like, oddly, I also wrote down 8 out of 10. Um, let's see what should be. 8 out of 10 tiny G-strings. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of have to just echo what's already been said here. Like, I, I can't give it a perfect score. It's it's not flawless. And in fact, like I don't give a crap about the characters. The, there's like a lot of continuity errors with the editing in certain scenes. Uh, there's a lot of plot holes. If you can even say there's much of a plot, but it's such a fun movie. And like some of those scenes are so iconic that I just had to give it a rather high score. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like it, it had been years since I've seen it, but it's like once you see the the zombie versus shark scene or the splinter in the eye scene, it's like you don't really forget those. Um, they're they're just extremely memorable. So it it is definitely um, one of my favorite full G films. Although now I have to revisit a few and catch up on a couple that I haven't seen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you there. Like you mentioned the Beyond. I haven't seen that in a long time. I want to mm -hmm. go back and revisit that. Yeah, All right, I'm going to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you weren't done. I'm sorry. 
Oh, I was just gonna say that the Beyond is such an atmospheric uh, film that's just cool, but also doesn't make a lick of sense, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Yeah, we don't watch Fulci for sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to be uh, the the high uh, rater on this one, but I'm going to give it eight out of ten crab cameos because <laughs> that crab is my favorite thing. I think that crab ought to do conventions. I would definitely line up at his table to get his little claw print. But uh, great grand project. Uh, uh, this movie came along at like the height of my interest in zombie films, sort of my awakening. And if it wasn't for George Romero, this would probably be the film that I watched every night before i went to bed I, it's it's not perfect it, um but it's got so much great stuff the I, I would love to do like a compilation of people watching the eye gouge scene but you're only seeing their reactions to it like their faces mm -hmm. everybody makes that face like oh it, it's it's there's something primal about that mm -hmm. I, I i love this movie i love and the ending is great i'm glad they tacked on the uh bridge ending because that just wraps it all up in a bow for me and with the radio announcement too they get the radio announcer on there giving you the play-by-play -play. yeah I, I i love this movie um i'm glad full she made it it's not it's not high art but it's still fun yeah. that it that's all i got oh, i'm gonna be the wet blanket um <laughs> <laughs> there's always like, one no yeah, there's always one and it's normally me um i've only seen it once so for me it's going to get six out of ten magic mike plots um <laughs> you can find the fucking plot in magic mike you can find the plot in this one here um uh i enjoyed the special effects i enjoyed the gore uh that that i saw and and then like the intermittent editing there were things that you know we riffed the whole time or that i made jokes of and david laughed at me um it was a fun movie uh some of it just didn't make any sense like you know i'm, I'm trying to figure figure the plot out and there is no plot <laughs> give me something give me something to latch on to you had like 15 like plot leeways and none of them turned out to be everything was a red herring um <laughs> it just it it, it wasn't mm -mm. um but like i said i earlier i do think i like fulci better than argento i think i appreciate the gore more um but uh yeah, th this one was interesting, and I do love the ending where they actually did listen fully to that radio broadcast. So somebody didn't cut it off like, you know, we have an emergency click. Maybe you should have listened to that. Yeah, that's such a plot point. A lot of the parents, they, they don't listen to the radio. Yeah, so I enjoyed that, um, and I enjoyed the crab very much. Uh, so for me, six out of ten Magic Mike plots. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's nice to hear that everybody had a good time with it and that's that's sort of you know you go to to argento to think you, you come to hold you to have a good time yeah, yeah, yeah definitely that's a good way to put it yeah definitely. have you a couple shots or have you a drink and then watch <laughs> i'll right. watch it argento, maybe like, you can make sense of it a shark wrestles with a zombie to do a three-minute overhead shot Right. Yeah. Video yeah. Going over the roof. And the colors. Oh, look at his use of colors. But in this one, a shark and a zombie wrestle. Yeah. That's what I want. 
I gotta yeah. give it to that. That shark was blitzed out of its mind. You <laughs> <laughs> look at the pupils and tail. That shark was like, I'm not floating in the sky. Yeah. I'm sitting in the water. <laughs> it, it makes me think like, you know, you have like, you know, Jaws and they have this animatronic shark. And, you know, it's like, oh, so you want to do something like that? No, we can't afford that. So let's just do <laughs> it with a real shark. <laughs> right. Let's get a real one. This is the redneck. That's the redneckest thing ever. Yeah. Like, like, and Zombie versus Shark now has to be one of those sci-fi movies where oh, it's yeah. like, you know, Mega Alligator versus Mega Shark or, you know, Sharknado 50. It, yeah. It's got, there's got to be a Shark versus Zombie somewhere in that. that oh, I'm universe. sure. I'm sure. Or it Shark. Started, no, it was ripped mm. off from Bulgy. Yeah. Or it's that just like Shark Zombie. territory. You don't fuck mm -hmm. with that. Right. I call those don't have any ass. clocks either, so no, no, they don't. No, I, but they those purposeful those purposely don't have plots. Like they're intentionally making bad movies, and that doesn't and count. Those are the ones that I can't stand. It doesn't count. Yeah, it's the it's the movies where they they're, they're trying they're trying to sell it. But it's just not working out. I can have fun with those. The ones that are like intentionally like like we're gonna fucking make a horrible ass movie. Horrible movie and, with horrible CGI, yeah. And it's like tongue in cheek, like wink wink, nod nod. Like, like get that up. shit out of here. Yeah, I made David watch the most horrible movie ever and it was fucking fantastic. I made him watch <laughs> I made him watch Dead Seven because they were in intent on making a good movie. But Joey Fatone is in it. That's why we watched it. And AJ oh, McLean. It's Do I all it's all boy banders. Do I need to see the first six before I watch Dead Seven? Or? No, just that one. No. Just Dead or, Seven. Or not that one either. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, Joey Fatone said you were a trooper. Yeah, we met him at a con, and, we, and I mentioned, I said, yeah, we just watched Dead Seven. He was like, wow, you sat through that, huh? <laughs> but the, the jokes on Dave, because then I told Joey Fatone, I was like, I haven't shown him long shot yet. And Joey Fatone just had this look on his face like, don't do the man like that. Oh, man. <laughs> At least he's got a good sense of humor about he it. Does. Yeah, he does. He a bunch of robots. Joey Fatone did because he's friends with all them, and so I knew he had a sense of humor. Right. Yeah, he's great. He's he's absolutely great. He he understood the con game, like the Comic Con game. Yeah. He understood, you know, interacting with his fans and stuff. It was great. Yeah, I've I've heard I've he's been a guest on a podcast that I listened to uh, several times, and he's. He pals around with the Impractical Joker guys. He does, yeah. And and so and one of them is on that show, and so he's come on there quite a bit. And he, boy, he has some hilarious behind the scenes stories about boy band. Yeah, he, was it was he what was he Backstreet? He was in sync. In sync. Yeah, he was in sync. But is that the one with Lance Bass? Yes. No, that's okay. Bass it is. So he no. tells he tells this hilarious story about walking in. A, about it's, when he when he found out that Lance Bass was gay. Absolutely, yeah, that's a very because, popular story. Because he walked in on he him. walked in on him. Yeah, mm -hmm. and <laughs> uh, just to hear him tell like that story that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I know that story. It was my brother though, <laughs> and he was getting loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not forgiving him for that. Anything worth <laughs> doing. Anything worth doing is doing right. Worth doing right. I, but I didn't need to see it. I was just trying to say goodbye. They're like, I think he's in the bedroom. I went and I was like, oh, God, what did I think was going to happen? Oh, yeah. 
you were, you were, you were, you were, you were wishing for a wood splinter to take your eye out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two. I was hoping I'd just be struck by lightning. <laughs> so. A less painful way to go. If only spontaneous <laughs> combustion was real. Maybe you could maybe could somebody hire an assassin and just <laughs> <laughs> just hire your own assassin. <laughs> I'd like to put a hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every Monday. Be like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> just trust me. If I told them, I think they'd get me a discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay up front. <laughs> Ma'am, this is not the purpose of nine one one. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it should be. Well, we have a lot of really fun stuff coming up on the show. Um, yes, we do. This season, season six, has been the season where everybody's put input in, and uh, you know we're, we're coming up with some really cool stuff. We've done a lot of fun titles so far with some hilarious results. So I'm just really excited to to keep building on this so we have a lot of fun things coming up oh yeah so oh my god we i have to sit through the star wars prequels again yeah uh, yeah i just i just i just, I just finished watching the sequels um i hadn't I seen them since them they came again. out <laughs> and i went through and rewatched them and and they still suck yeah i tried so. to tell you i tried to tell you. Rogue yeah. One is the only one worth watching. Oh and I'm still going to tell you Ewoks. Yes. That's it. Ewoks. That, yeah. That's my jam. Ewoks. Oh, yeah, Rogue well, one. just and I'll edit this out, but for the episode that releases tomorrow, Crystal, that's kind of the opening quote. <laughs> no, the Ewoks. About Ewoks. Ewoks. Yes. Ewoks. Who doesn't and, and, want a giant teddy bear? You say something about, you're like, fuck him, I'll punch him into space. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's my god, funny. and he does like the he found these metal covers of like the Cantina band song and yeah. the 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 theme, and they sound really badass. So it, it's it sounds really great. So yeah. that's gonna drop. Well, I get up early in the morning, so I'll put it out then. Oh, I uh, can't! I can't wait yeah, to hear right. that. Yeah, Excellent. it was it was a fun episode. It was, yeah. Oh my god, that scene at the end of Rogue One when Darth Vader comes in and just starts oh, that is just annihilating everyone. Oh my god, I thought I mean, I got hard. That's that's the cry. That's the oh Darth god. Vader that I want to see. I want an R-rated Star Wars movie. That's yeah. Like yeah. how they did Deadpool. Like yes. give me a vicious Oh, I know. I know. So um, now, I I will say, Dave, because um, I know you said on that episode that you hadn't watched any of the Star Wars series. We haven't. Well, I have not. It's on my list, though. You kind of get that Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan series. Yeah, that, that's a guy at work who's really new. He said, Obi-Wan, you need to watch it for that. We were talking about He said that very thing. Yeah, he said, if you like that, you need to watch Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah. You so kinda, we're gonna, you they're get on that. the list. We're trying yeah. to finish The Walking Dead. We're like halfway through the last season. Mm. I just don't care anymore. I quit. I quit caring a long time but ago. Wanna, but I want to see how wanna, it wraps up. I think we might just it, jump. Yeah. I think we might just jump to like the last three episodes and just watch the last three. I don't think I can take fourteen more episodes of it. I just no. don't care. It. For but I do want to see how it ends. I do want to see. For how it ends. me, like after I think season two or season three, it just became the same thing, where it was find a place to stay. Come across some rivals, get attacked, have to find a new place to stay, 
And you know, with zombies, I like that. Interspersed I, 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 I stuck with. I thought it was great all the way up through like season. Right, right. When it started to suck was when Negan showed up. Is when yeah. I thought it was start losing. But like the whole bit before that with Terminus and all that stuff, it was just I'd never yeah. seen anything better. It started to suck when they killed Tyrese, and I had only hung in <laughs> yeah. there barely that with was, Tyrese. Yeah. When, when we Tyrese watched that died, episode, I was like, I'm fucking out. I, I when we watched that, that episode, I told Crystal that's probably the most painful scene in the whole show for me. I think I started to cry. I did when, cry. I went in the kitchen and cried, and they all fucking made fun of me. I'm like, I'm done. I never yeah. watched it ever. And she again. didn't. She didn't watch it again. Mm. I, I uh, did you see? Have you seen that picture of me uh, with the two cosplayers, the Tyrese and uh, Michonne cosplayers at some mm -hmm. con? It was amazing. There were amazing cosplayers, and the, the, it was a Tyrese guy, and he had the little white baby doll. It was just so in the in the nip nap. It was so great. <laughs> I love Tyrese. I think Tyrese was my favorite character in the whole Tyrese show. Tyrese was my fucking favorite character. Yeah, he was. Uh, they yeah, killed when he him, died. and I'm like, oh, so every time we're gonna kill that guy. I'm fucking yeah. done with you. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, I agree with George Romero. It was a soap opera with zombies. Yes, but, yes, it was. But I was there for it. Yeah, yeah. it was filmed all around where my hometown is. So yeah. I would get mad and be pissed off because they would ruin my seven-minute commute to work. <laughs> now, I do like, like I said, I only watched like I think the first three seasons, but the episode with uh, uh, Sophia. When she came out of the barn and she yeah. was a zombie. That was the end of season two. I, yeah, I teared up when that happened because it was like I knew it was coming. Right. But when, when you actually saw it and then you saw how they how she freaked out, Carol freaked out. Right. And, and Rick had to like struggle to like shoot her. And oh my God. Yeah, that was. Because he, like, oh he had just given that big long speech about how they're not people, they're zombies. We need to kill them. And then she comes out and like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Now. yeah that was rough but and you know and it's funny too because you're right when negan came it kind of it it took the air out of the show for me it did for me too but i love him as an actor i think he's i think he's a great Everybody actor Morgan, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a they great actor picked a better comedian in Watchmen. and he's oh i know i know i and just he's, refer to him as hillary burton's husband and dave's like who's hillary burton and i'm like fuck you watched the fall or fall and he's in it and it's really good yeah yeah he's a great actor he's a great person mm -hmm. yeah but yeah. yeah i just and and i think that that is like and i never really read the graphic novels for the walking dead i did but yeah, i think I that the ones that i did that that had negan like i think he fits that character very well yeah he it's pretty just, much does I don't know. It was just you know you go from we the governor to you go from the governor to Negan, and you're, I'm just kind of like. Eh, I, just, I was actually going to come to ask you. Do you mind if we just skip to like the last three episodes? Yeah, let's do it. Because we're I'm like tired. there's like 28 episodes in the last season. I think we're halfway through. I cannot take. Yeah, 14. we're like one episode. I cannot 15. take 14 oh, more episodes. Wow. I quit yeah. watching so long ago. It was before we lived in this house, and we've been here what? Seven? I stuck with it eight years. Yeah, Dave restarted the entire series for me because I had not watched yeah, so any got, of it. And then so like see the beginning, I was like, I hard, this is man. so good. It was so and then I'm like, good. oh, that's by so and so's house, and that's by so and so's house. That's down the street from me. That, that, fucking, nice. that fucking slaughterhouse scene in Terminus cool. when they've got them all kneeling by the trough. Yeah, that that was a great scene. Yeah, yeah. there's not, there's maybe nothing ever been anything better on TV that I've ever seen. And yeah. it was it made you cringe and ooh, it was so good. Yeah. And then Rick just looks up and he's like, he's like, you know that red handle machete in that bag? 
I'm going to kill you with that. <laughs> he tells uh, what was that, Gareth. Yeah. And yeah. He does. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I guess I just want to go back and watch those episodes again. Sure. Yeah, we did the same thing with Game of Thrones. I had watched yeah. seven seasons of it. And finally, right before the eighth season, I talked her into watching it. And you so we had talk, to go back I, and I watch. I agreed to do it. I was like, yeah. I guess if you'll get off my fucking ass about it. You know, like, you only have to watch one episode. And then I watch one. Yeah, some remember of us watching actually the first episode, honor our fucking like, oh, request. We honor the things that we say that we're going to fucking do. And then you see Jason Momoa that show. Like, oh, I guess I'll watch this. Yeah. It's the Momoa. <laughs> I guess if you got to twist my arm, he needs, <laughs> he needs to keep his fucking shirt on. No, that's how he gets jobs. He falls in love with, so it's very weird. What did you say, Candy? I said, well, Kyle Drogo is a fucking rapist that she falls in love with. So I don't know how I feel about yeah. it. Gotta leave my mom's calling, but okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Night. Um, Hello. Hi. Um, I think we'll skip plugs for tonight. I don't miss those days. Okay. Yeah. I, everybody knows where they can find us. Yeah. Wherever they find you, they can find me. You're going to edit all that out? You're going to edit all that shit out, right? Oh, yeah. No, we yeah. never yeah. do. No, we always say we will, oh, and nothing ever gets edited no, out. No, I, I Nothing will. ever does. Uh, I will. Plugs. I'll edit it out just for Dave. Come here. And he won't edit shit out for me. Like one time I embarrassed myself. I'm gonna edit that out. He didn't. <laughs> well, I might have forgotten. <laughs> Fuck off. If you love us, it's because you love us. Well, I can't, you know, I did a whole fucking episode with Baron's hideout, and I I called um James Karen, Frank Karen, the whole the, through the whole episode. <laughs> Right. The first episode I ever did with you guys was Dawn of the Dead, and I kept I got Stephen and Roger, not Stephen, uh, Roger and Peter reversed, yeah. and I was mortified. I remember like I didn't sleep that night. I'm like, oh my fucking god, I got. <laughs> yeah. I came on the show to do one movie, and I got the fucking <laughs> two main guys reversed. That's what that, I I sweated about it the whole day, and I I ended up sending him an email, and I was like, dude, you know, and I told him about it, and he was like, yeah, who cares? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Fine. That's very House of Screams of you. Right, yeah. <laughs> I got fucking Peter and Roger that is first. Funny. They look very different. They are very different. Yeah, <laughs> they you look different. That's that scene when they're driving the truck. Say, you look as tall as me when you're sitting in one of these. <laughs> yeah. That when they're bragging each other for their size. Oh. That's Keenan's dad. That's Keenan's you dad. You get that shit right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not just messing with your life, you're messing with mine. <laughs> I kept trying to figure out where I need that voice from, and then it finally hit me one day, and I'm like, that's Keenan's dad. <laughs> now, we're gonna, I know we're watching. We're watching Dawn of the Dead tonight. We're watching yeah. Dawn of the Dead tonight. Uh-oh. Go on YouTube and check out the extended mall hours one. It's 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 it worth great. It's worth your three hours or yeah. two forty five or whatever, two forty nine, whatever it is. Yeah, because we watch the extended director's cut anyway all the time. So what's a couple more minutes? Yeah, it's it's just right, a few yeah. more. The extended director's cut is is most of it, and I think that's was Romero's preferred version was that version. Yeah, yeah. And we get that setting aside like a three hour chunk of time. It's, Which I, it, I will always reserve for, uh, you know, Dawn. Yeah, for Dawn. Yeah. I'll put it on all the time. That's <laughs> so, my fucking movie. Tomorrow's so my last vacation day, so we can do it. Yeah. You're going to watch Dawn tomorrow? Why not? 
do it. We were just at the mall. We were just there. We were. And then we, we trespassed to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a sign at the airport uh, that said Homeland something about yeah, under surveillance by whole. And we looked at each other. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I was like, I, tell you, I don't think it's a good idea. So, like, fuck this I, shit. I didn't, I didn't come here to not see the airport. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. It was in such poor condition. It was so sad. And it's funny at the mall, you know, that hallway, the hallway where their hidden door was down at the end of, it doesn't look anything like it, 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 like it did, but I think we just sensed it. Like I'd seen this movie so many times. I just knew that was the hallway. There's a bunch of hallways at that mall that all look mm -hmm. the same. I could just feel it. Like, this is the one. This is the one. Yeah. Did I they, want the so, elevator. I yeah. I was going to say, is the elevator. I took a picture so, in front of the elevator in pennies. It's there now, but I don't think it's the same elevator. It is the same mm. elevator. Because, it, because the pennies in the movie takes up both floors of the mall. And it no now longer it's, does. Now the pennies is only the top floor. Underneath it is a Dick sporting good. Sorry. So the escalator's gone, but we did find the elevator in the pennies. I mean, and I, I guess it was elevator. the same. I guess it, it is the same elevator. We confirmed this with the guy we met at the con in, in North Carolina because he said he had to use that elevator to bring his stuff in. Yeah, but I think so, the, but I think the elevator doors are different. I think the actual original doors are in the museum now. In the, the we didn't get to the museum because they have bullshit hours. Yeah, their hours. Yeah, that's yeah, what we ran into when we were there. there. But we yeah, found we're the not, they're not even open the same time the mall. And is. the one part, the only part of the mall that looks the same that hasn't been redone, or they're redoing it now though, is where the bikers come through that big glass wall. That little corner of the mall was still. It looked the same, although like all the ceiling tiles were done. I think they were getting ready to redo it, like as we were there. Yeah. But you could tell that that was still. We took some pictures of it, of her, uh, Crystal in front of it. You can tell it's the same, but it's so hard to it's so hard to recognize any of it now because it's been like, fifty fucking years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's got to, the I same to to elevator. Yeah, to. like so the mall, the like the marble tiles and everything that's, that's the columns. Everywhere. Yeah, the columns look. That's the same. all the same. same. That's all the same. But it, it's it's and the, and the sky right the skylight that weird sort of rounded square mm. yeah round yeah wow. that that's obviously still there this because it's but uh, it's structural yeah it was still it was still a thrill it was fun it was still a fucking thrill to go there yeah it was a yeah. lot of fun and the airport god yes yeah the guy who plays the monk zombie he was having an auction through the Living Dead uh, Museum at that time so they had done a an auction he had several things up. Yeah, the Hare Krishna zombie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We're watching Dawn tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds Pretty like a surprise, plan. right? <laughs> it's either the Dawn or one of the Hobbit movies. Mm. Hobbit movies. Oh, yeah. I, I could go for I, I I find those easier to fall asleep to than the original Lord of the Rings movies because those are so good. I want to watch them. Where the Hobbit ones, they're not bad, but they're not as good, so I can fall asleep to them. Right. Very colorful. Like if I put on Lord of the Rings, the original, and you hear like uh what's her name? Galadriel's voiceover at the beginning, I have to watch. Right, yeah. Where with the Hobbit ones, I'm like, I don't oh, understand I, I all this Hobbit hate and I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, I don't I think the <laughs> Hobbit movies are actually really good. I love them. Well, because you know, Nico wants to do the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit but he, thing. Yeah. Let's do it. I just, do I, but I, don't I told think him. He's like, oh, I want to do Lord of the Rings. I said, well, you understand that we have to do the Hobbit. Mission. Yeah, we have to do the Hobbit. Like, yeah, they fucking yeah. suck. And I'm like, absolutely. No, they don't suck. They, they don't. don't suck. They're not as good. But then you're saying they're not as good as three of the greatest movies ever made. And right. Lord of the Rings is like 20 years old. It's like now. comparing yeah. every gangster movie to The Godfather. It's you can't. It's not fair. Yeah, you can't. You can't reach those heights again. Gangs yeah. of New York was pretty good. 
The Genji was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, but the, the yeah, I think the Hobbit movies get an unnecessary amount of hate. I don't see Thank why. Thank you. They yeah. were really good. Yeah, Nico's Nico's argument was they it, they took a one book and made it three, which movies. is the same argument and, most people have. To be fair, which is and, which is actually true, but they filled it up with some great stuff. I yeah. love it. He fucking yeah, pace as Thranduil. Riding on a God. giant moose. God. In fact, when when Candy, when you and I first met, that's one of the first things we ever talked about. You told me how much you love Thranduil, and uh, yeah, the, and I remember thinking, thinking that's kind of different because he was he's like a, really. He was kind yeah. of like this icy cold hot man. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not really a villain, but he's not a hero he's, either. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but yeah. you know he comes through. Oh, that scene where he gets the four uh, orcs on the the the, the, the horns of his, um, and he yeah. just gets all their, he slices all their heads off with one swipe, like, oh, yeah. Every time I watch, <laughs> especially the second two with Thranduil, I start sweating. I sweat. You get a little, get a little Thranduil oh, kick going on. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Which reminds yeah. me, I don't, what'd you do with my ears? I don't, I don't know what you. They're still on your head. No, my elf ears. She makes me dress up uh, sometimes. Wow, that's kind of hot. Oh, <laughs> I think elves are very, very hot. Elf ears. And if you think Legolas is hot, meet his dad. <laughs> I, I have a thing for elves. God, that sounds like the tagline for some weird kink porn. <laughs> Why probably there is yeah maybe i just want to stare at him maybe i don't Man, that, at the end of uh lord of the rings when um the, the first the first movie when um the very end when aragorn says let's hunt some orc i just want to yeah. like Whoa! <laughs> let's do it <laughs> let's hunt taking some the hobbits to isengard oh my god we have nothing but moldy bed for three stinking Lincoln days. days. <laughs> oh, God, I, get, I love those movies. Yeah, but I can't put them on to sleep because I want to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've gone to Sleep Science Theater. I've seen them so, so many times, but I sleep with the mask on. So it's like I've got Mystery Science Theater on repeat, whatever episode I'm watching that night, or Rip Drops. And I put my mask on and I'm still kind of picturing it in my yeah. head. Yeah, you start to memorize the riffs with the scenes. Like and I do that. I have my little, I'm falling asleep, but I start giggling a little bit. Yeah, then, we have yeah. we have watched Samurai Cop so many fucking times <laughs> in the last couple of months that like I, I've got that that movie memorized word for Could word with the scenes. Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I love those motherfuckers. <laughs> They're like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All all right. gonna, are you we're gonna make a are you hungry? We're gonna make a pizza. We cool. that's how we usually close it. We have a pizza and then go to bed. Yeah, Sounds we're good. Right. <laughs> all right, good night. All right, good night, guys. Love you. Enjoy. Bye.